people approach a buffet typically with a kind of like risk management portfolio based structure. I, I bet exactly. if you looked at buffet based thinking and bad investing in the marketplace, you yep. would find the exact same mental pattern. Yes, absolutely. Like the housing crisis and what people do at a buffet in Vegas when they are treated to, I don't know, the tiramisu. <laughs> Same <laughs> set of vat. principles and challenges, yeah. right? Like, I'd better get more tiramisu. Well, you don't really actually want it, but okay. it's so- fancy. Paul. Yeah, what's up? I have a saying. I <sighs> think it's mine. I'm not sure if it's mine, but I think it's mine. Okay. So my saying goes, you don't release software, you let it escape. That's pretty good. Do you get what I'm talking about there? Well, that's the thing. Like, first of all, no one ever wants to ship or release anything. I'm four years late on a book. By escape, what I mean is it's not ready. It's never ready. And let's make a point though. When is software done? Let's bring up a few really popular pieces of software. Microsoft Excel. The Office 365, there's the web version, there's the Mac version, there's the Windows version, there's the Android version. The iOS apps are amazing. They're wonderful. They're really well done. And in no way could you say that Excel is done. Although I couldn't tell you what's changed in the last, you know, 10 years. Right. But Excel is not a fair comparison. No, but I'm just saying it's not done. Excel's not fair, Paul, because Excel, and I've heard this from others, apparently the like calculation engine in Excel hasn't been touched in many, many, many. Why many would years. math doesn't change? <laughs> okay. Let me throw it. There is an engineer out there who wants to rewrite it so badly. Uh, yeah. in, so badly. In like some functional language where it's all very pure, <laughs> you know. Let me throw an acronym at you. Ready? Okay. MVP. What does that stand for? Minimum viable product. It's a popular term. Because you're supposed to ship your MVP. And here's what's tricky. Now, product, I think we all agree. It's something somebody can use. Yeah. Viable, okay, it has to do the thing you say it can do. Yes. Minimum yeah. is where you get in the trouble. That's where ev- no one can agree on minimum. No. Now, our clients come in and they say minimum is roughly what Google or Microsoft would ship. And yes. we say minimum is one square that you can click on. And then you got to find a space in between. Get it out and learn. Okay, what is this about? This is about two things. This is about the fact that software is really hard to just get into the world. There's lots of little moving pieces and you're trying to do something new. The other thing it's about is not wanting to look like an idiot. That's it's okay. I think you should embrace looking like an idiot out of the gate. First of all, unless you're super, super famous or really a large company, at which point you kind of have a plan and you're going to spend a little extra money anyway, nobody cares about anything. You drop something into the world. Oh, this is a terrible thing to say. No, but this is real. You drop a truly minimum product in the world and you're like, oh my God, man, we haven't, we've, we've been able to keep this on lock. I'm going to send out a press release, let people know it's out. But look, it doesn't have the, we said we let people pick the color of the avatar and, and it more, doesn't even do that. More features, exactly. more stuff. I wanted more of that. And you release it and no one says or does anything because there are over 200 trillion apps. I might be off a little bit in the app store right now. It's very hard to stand out. There's 50 billion web pages on my desktop. That's right. I mean, it's just there's so much stuff. People still act like it was 20 years ago where you could like put a hat on a hamster, put that on a web page and be like, I'm a millionaire. I mean, I think you're talking about getting it out into the world. Sometimes you're just trying to get it out into your company and that's mm-hmm. even hard, right? Like if you put yourself on like the radar, sonar, yeah, sonar, 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 there are a few blips you should Bing. look out for. One is what I call the buffet problem. You ever eat at a buffet? This is 
one of the tragedies of my life. <laughs> the Vegas buffet problem. I will, sh- I will, I will highlight this by one of our early conversations with one of our important clients. They put about 15 stakeholders in the room. Yeah. And I was just getting pelted with vegetables and fruit and I'm taking all these notes down and it was 11 pages of requirements and it'll keep coming at you. I mean, let's essentially they were piling on the shrimp because it was free and they just kept asking and asking and asking. Here's what's tricky, right? 15 people get in a room. The assumption is they kind of all want the same thing. Fundamentally, they do. They often they want something to get built that will serve their customer. They're tired of the old tool that takes three days to get back to a customer. They want to get back within three hours. Everyone has a different roadmap to success. And a different weird esoteric thing that's defined by them and who they are and what they like. And the thing that they hate the most is going to drive them. Right. And they all hate something a little different about the old system. That's right. So blip, the requirements runaway train, right? Like if you keep piling those on, this thing is never going to make it out. Good product, good product leadership defends the core. Great product leadership has somehow makes you feel like you were listened to, even though you took 90% of their requirements and put them in a blender. Oh, great product leadership is like, this is wonderful, but we have to go up the mountain and the air is different up there. So stop breathing here and get ready. <laughs> and, you, know, you can't bring anything with you. Great right. product leadership. This is maybe why California leads in product development a lot because they're so used to going up to the mountains and you have to travel really light. Yeah. Like California culture is like you get a backpack and you get like five things in that backpack. You know, they like to have about two pounds of stuff with them and then they're like, look, I can live on the mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's how they think about product. That's why everybody's dead on the mountain. That's, that's just true. just dead bodies but, everywhere. But you come to New York City, everybody's like, we're going to rent a car. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get a house for our 12 friends. The amount of like smoothies <laughs> and like ingredients, oh, like packets yeah. of protein. and I'm going to bring my bullet blender to the house in the yeah. Catskills, yeah. right? Like that's a New York City mentality where like, we have to take the whole company, all 15 people in the room. We got to put our whole company in the app or we're going to look like idiots. And that's a danger, right? And so how do you keep that core? Well, the fundamental so defending pro- that requirements runaway train against the requirements runaway train is a big one, right? Well, so you know how every, there is a, truism in the days of big corporate websites, which I mean, there's still are a lot of big corporate websites, which is that they would represent the internal structure of the firm. Right. Right. So you'd be like, I don't know what compliance is, but I'm going to click on it, I guess. Like yeah. it'd just be, why yeah. does compliance have a 40 page section? And exactly. it'd be because it had 200 employees. Exactly. So everybody's got to get their two cents in. So that's how do you keep it down to the core? Like truly be minimal, right? As to your point. Now there's another blip on that sonar, the engineers. God bless them. First off, they're the ones that are doing the building. Mm. Happiness for engineers is a funny thing. Contentment for engineers is a funny thing, right? I, it's more measured in things like the number of synthesizers they own. Gaming. Yeah. It's also sometimes in like non... Music, yeah. It's absences. Like I'm yeah. able to use an iPad from 1995 where there were no iPads Yeah, <laughs> to do all of my work. And sometimes they're just the nicest, sweetest people who just get along. They are the nicest, sweetest people, but the ones that care deeply about their craft and the quality of what they're putting out oftentimes have a hard time getting their heads around what MVP means from an engineering standpoint, which is, no, it's not going to be aimed at 11 million people. So scaling isn't a challenge yet. And that shitty, I'm going to use the words PHP right now to mm-hmm. prototype for something or, or Python to prototype something. We just want to get a thing out and we want to learn and see if this even makes sense. Yeah, but this won't be, you're not doing it right. This is the thing. 
I learned to code over like a nine month period just for the purpose of an engineer sitting me down and telling me that's going to take six months when I understand that I just need to put four numbers in a box for persistence and why would it take six months? Because sometimes I'm not looking to create the ultimate final thing. Can I give you a little context here from my old world? Yes. And then I want to ask you a question. Okay. So I used to work in media, right? You still do, Paul. No, but I, I used to work at a magazine. Yeah. And the magazine had to go out every month. Yes. And the people in the organization were organized around the magazine going out every single month. And it, there was a day. And if it wasn't... Can you say the name of the magazine? Harper's Magazine. Okay. It was a you. monthly. It was a small team. So there was a managing editor who made sure that all the pieces were in. They didn't run the whole magazine. They made sure all the pieces were in. They would come and stand at your door and say... I need you to finish editing that piece so I can put it in the mag. I can move it along to the next step. I, I need the thing. If you didn't get the PDFs on the server in time, so you got to get design done, art in, rights and permissions, so on and so forth. There's contracts going on in the background. If you didn't get the PDFs on the server, there was a large punitive cost. It cost, I don't remember, it was like tens of thousands or twice as much to take it through the printing process, which was a vast amount of money. Okay, for okay. a little magazine. For a little magazine. Like it was like- and You're talking about to get to paper magazine. Because you had to put it on the FTP server and then yeah. they would print it and mail it out for you. Put the labels on, all that stuff. Yeah. You can't be late. So the entire organization, like the Secret Service in front of the president, was organized around running in front of that date and taking the bullet. You know what happened the day after you sent it, you closed the magazine out and you sent it to the printer? What? Start the next one. Sure. It's a little calm. Like it's yeah. a little calm. But you have, a, you have an advantage here, right? Mm -hmm. And the advantage is you've got a real tangible deadline that has real consequences if you don't hit it. And you have a form and a structure and a process that is organized around delivering the same level of content I, every single month. I would love to give that illustration another four days. It deserves another four days. It doesn't matter. It's got to go. It doesn't matter because I have to get, we have to do the next issue too. Can I tell you a dirty trick I use? Hmm. Artificial deadlines are a thing. Every manager, um, every man, no choice. Gosh, I post like people are going to listen to this and get angry. <laughs> you know what I do? Why can't I have it by Wednesday? No, it's a marketing meeting. Mm. The labs, there's like five labs projects mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And I say, put it on calendar. Oh, just nuclear. And send the invite out. Everything starts to line up. It's May it's really 11th. 200 people are coming. We're going to put all sorts of collateral out. The website's going to get a massive update. Guess what? Software just starts shipping. It's funny. People start sitting in a room and they're talking about why things can't happen. And you say, and I've said it too, like, let's put the event on the calendar. And it is like they've heard a talking dog. Like, how are we going to do that? And then, then you put the event on. You know, sometimes as a writer, because I still do a lot, like when I work with editors, I need to stay accountable because I got a couple lives going at once, right? And yeah. writing is something where it's very easy to procrastinate. It's writers are legendary for it. We've are garbage, garbage people. <laughs> exactly. I send a Google invite to the editor. I say accountability check in Paul to have his draft done. If I've never worked with them again, I would say it's a hundred percent of them going, no one has ever done this before. The invite. The invite. None of them. They to have just self-police and never. And say, it just does because right. writer, it's just. It every, looks like a lie. People work hard to preserve ambiguity around delivery. 
let's be fair here. It's not designers and engineers dicking around. It's not a good or bad thing. It's, they're it's not just, lazy. They're just saying, I can't tell you for sure. I got to get this right. That I will have delivered something of quality. And what your job is, is both to advocate ultimately for quality if you're running the product or delivering the thing. Like You got to say like, okay, this can't go out because it's bad. Yeah. Uh, even though that hurts people's feelings. Yep. But you also have to say, this can go out even though parts of it aren't good. I've had a designer sit me down and say, and I and I can tell they aren't happy with what they're about to show me, but I asked them to show me where they are. And I've got one eye looking at the date and I'm thinking I got to move it. I'm like, this is good. This is good. Move, did you ever think on. that management, then, would, wait, just, did you ever think yeah. that management would be you telling people what to do instead of them sitting you down and telling you what not to do? <laughs> that is, a, that is the, the lesson I learned, man. Okay, so a designer sits you down. And they're asking me, what do you think? And I said, this is not bad. This is, we can run with this. Oh. And they look at me and they say, you're an animal. It's right. I say, we're going to go. This is good. And they say, how can you say that? I'm like, why did you show this to me? It's like, you asked to see where I am right now. I was like, this is good. Do these four things, button it up, put it in a box and go. And it's painful. Engineering, it's, I got to redo it. Yeah, I, I know, Rich, you do. The notifications are working, but they're working in such a garbage way that I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, I don't want to, we can't launch, we can't go live with this. No, I just did that so it could work for now. <laughs> I mean, that's let's, another one. Let's talk for a second. What are the things you truly can't go live with? You cannot go live with bad exposed security endpoints. Like you can't, th- that's a no. real one. It can't do the math wrong. The core value Objective has to be there. bug yeah. is a bug and you yeah. can't go out, right? You know, the dangerous one though, and this is the, the highest risk one is I've got a freaking supercomputer on my desk. It's great. I've got Safari and Chrome. And uh, no one can see this thing on Android, it, but it doesn't matter because I don't use an Android phone. Right. Right. You might have just lost 80% of your base, but it doesn't matter. Your target. To you. Yeah. But yeah. you've made it look really good. Yeah. You did your part. And that is to me the, the flip side. That's the real danger where you've just forgotten all the people who live in a world of a little less money. That's, and fewer that's resources. a product target error. Yeah. Just to go back to how do you enforce and keep it narrow and minimal, you're saying there are certain things you just can't compromise, right? Like, are you hitting the right people? Is it secure? Are there real, like, obvious bugs where the quality level is just not there? It depends on the kind of release, right? Like, does it have to be truly secure for if it's behind a, I'll just be technical, like a regular HTTP auth password that, you know, it, we know to be secure and there's only 100 people who have the password and they're in your well, that. If your audience is small, you're still testing. And, no. and it's behind, like, a kind of meta password and so they, they can't get in and hack around and right. you know it's not the people. And they can go in and hack around. And what, it, what would go wrong? They'd be like, yeah. I found a bad bug. Rich, yes, got to cut in here and just tell people that Postlight builds platforms, apps, mobile apps, web apps, all the stuff that you do with a computer, we can help you do it. We ship the stuff. That's right. We'll get it in the app store. We'll get it up on the web. We'll make it work inside of your organization, whatever you need. What's a, what's a good project for Postlight? What would you call us to do? <sighs> that workflow system that you've been using for years and years and years needs to be rebuilt. It's time. That's right. You got you got five thousand people across your organization tracking these projects, and and now, God, you just can't do it this way anymore. Could yeah. you get me something that really works well that I can log in with yeah. for my existing system and make it go? That's when you call us. And for weird one-off products that no one's ever thought of before, that happens too. We also love to talk. So if you have a question. 
People don't know this. Let's just lay it out there, dude. We give free advice. All the time. All the time. Hello at postlight.com. Email us. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's get back to our podcast, Already in Progress. You know what's a horrible feeling? Many. Yeah, I got a lot of those. What's a horrible feeling is when a product manager is starting to get anxious and trying to move things along, and the designers and the engineers think you don't care. Yeah, They think you're being careless, and they think you aren't thinking about the whole thing, and you're just trying to push it through, and you just don't care. Let's be clear here. A lot of this is about taste. They think that you're being gauche. They think that you're being tacky. Or they think you're being... And you um, don't respect their discipline. Without a doubt. When you are really committed to a discipline, you're a snob. And what they're saying to you is, I'm going to put something out and I'm going to embarrass you. (laughs) Fine. I mean, we're practically writing a job description of like the ultimate product manager. That product manager that really fully goes ahead and understands and has a conversation with that designer engineer Mm -hmm. as to why you're moving and that why you'll get back to it is also a real skill. Also somebody who can say to the stakeholders on the other side, like, look, give this two more months. I know that hurts, but... There are three or four things that we never thought about. You didn't think about it. We didn't think about it. And if you give us a minute, we right. will get that for you. And it'll be a better launch for your kind of organization. It's yeah. easy to advocate for like, nah, the hell with it. Ship on the first day. Throw everything out there. Yeah. But there's other realities as well. Like, you know, it's a very political environment and the timing is variable. And if you put something out that's a little stupid, but people have knives out and would love to tell the CEO how bad this project has failed, you do have to button it up. Everything hues to a kind of weird, messy human reality that is nothing like what you read about on Twitter or in books. Yep. The product person that is really, I mean, frankly, I mean, look at all the human management here, right? You've got the stakeholders that are coming at you with a million things they want, and you're only going to give them five. Mm -hmm. You've got designers and engineers who can't believe you're not understanding where they're coming from. It's hard. I mean, I've done it and others have done it. Sometimes it's like, I'm hearing you. I get it. I don't disagree with you. It's got to go. I'm sorry. Like, it's just make, take it forward. Forget that bit. Sometimes, you know, what pisses me off the rambling on of edge cases. This is professional growth, right? As you are getting more and more senior in career, you go, yep. Okay, let's go. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the people who hold on to those edge cases fiercely, who are like, no, I can't do it. It's a fatal flaw for a PM. It's a fatal flaw ultimately for everyone. And it's an incredibly dangerous razor, right? Because you do it because you got to get out there, but you need a strategy to get that quality back in after the initial shipping, right? Mm -hmm. You need an iterative strategy to get stuff out because if you become the like, add out with it, ship it person, then you don't have a sense of quality and you're kind of like, you're creating a mess. Are you willing to stay on top of it and continue to refine it and make it better? While also accepting that it's going to go in front of human beings who are going to judge you and find you wanting or who have no taste and think that this garbage is good. There's a Um, lot of garbage out there that makes a lot of money. That's right. There's that. And can you kind of like just release it and know that you're going to be able to do good work? It just won't, you won't have full control the whole way. Control is a big thing, right? Like it's. Well, you're you're going to get most of it wrong out of the gate. But also. Just learn, go out and learn and and iterate. Why do people go and, and do a career in technology? It's because it gives them something that they can control and gain expertise in and sort of build their lives around. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes to Postlight to sell carpet. Like it's not a generic interchangeable. Well, it's very craft driven. And very, the people here are very specific human beings who really, in general, love the field, right? And so you're 
asking a lot of them when you're asking them to kind yeah. of let it go. Honestly, I, deep down, I respect and appreciate that person who's really upset that the thing isn't great. Well, you get sat I down sympathize. a lot. I get sat down a lot. There are meetings that happen before my meeting about how they're going to get me to agree that what I'm saying and what I'm asking for is completely wrong. Here's what's tricky. <laughs> I know. Here's what's tricky in the age of like everyone should have exactly the life they want under their own terms at all times at their job is that if you really want it, you kind of have to stay late sometimes. There's really good quality, but greatness tends to come at least like the things that I've pushed over a line where I've been like, okay, we finally got it. They have a terrible tendency to happen at around 10.30 p.m. on like a Thursday night. Yeah. You see it. It's not obligatory and it's not everything. It's not all the time. That is a tricky and awful thing. And I wish I could debug it. And I wish that I could, you know, say, actually, everyone on Twitter, you're totally right. Yeah. Uh, you only need to work 40 hours a week in order to achieve absolutely every dream you've ever had. Yeah. But there is something about going in with a dental pick and solving a problem after eating Chinese food at 10 p.m. in an office alone where it's dark. It's a really sad picture. It's a sad picture, but I swear to God, it's pure. You got your own music going. You're not even on headphones anymore. Yeah. You ever get to that point and you're like a little dirty? You're not feeling good? You're down to your t-shirt? Well, yeah. You're, you're singing yeah, along? A little too much Chinese food. And, that. Exactly. No, and it, you're there. It's been a couple hours. You're, you're drinking Diet Coke at 10 and you go, I got it. I unlocked it. I see yeah. it. I compiled it. It works. That's a good feeling? It's the best feeling in the world. It's a good feeling. You put the time in and you put the work in. It's and, why I'm in this business is that feeling. Right. We don't put that pressure on people. You put that on yourself. You can't make somebody be that way. We have people here that are like, I see what you want. Leave me alone. And they're gone for like 20 hours. And you can tell they didn't sleep a lot. That's right. You can't put that on them because it destroys their lives. And and you can't. The good stuff doesn't come out of it when you force it. No. And it can't be all the time. I want to close this with a counter argument. I don't want to frame it as a question. Apple, which is, you know, many view as the pinnacle of great product. Right, mm-hmm. both in terms of software and in hardware and whatnot, it's just so polished and clean and well done. Doesn't do this. They don't ship out crap. In fact, they sit on it for a while and they leave a lot on the floor and they iterate and they iterate and they iterate and they keep doing it. And in fact, a lot of their reputation is based on the fact that things are so airtight when they go out. You know, and there is a view that Android is sort of a second class level of quality when it comes to polish and predictability and quality and so. Are you a good PM for shoving shit out all the time? First of all, let's be clear. A lot of major endeavors, yeah, that's absolutely true. But how many times do you get that little update coming from Apple, you know, for, oh. se- for security purposes? Zing. No, I mean, for real, like, they're playing the same game. It's played tectonics. I mean, they're like, we got to move very carefully here because whatever we do, if we go, big. What's also, if I go one degree to the left, maybe I'll find another trillion dollars. Right. Like, it's I mean, a different, different sport altogether so, versus like internal tool for uh, 300 people. I'm taking my time because I might move an entire economy around. Right. I'm sure the pace inside of Apple feels even more urgent. And also, sure, they take their time. But in that interim, how many thousands of people are just working and working and working to make that right? Because it's not it's also like everything has to be in 32 languages and everything has to be this and everything. Yeah. like. Also, I, not everything is great. Some of the stuff they do roll back. Yeah. I mean, some of it, you see it, and then you're like, I was here a while ago. You know, at one point, there was a store in my Facebook, and I could buy, like, bananas. Oh, yeah. You and then my, it was gone. No, no. And then it came back. 
My favorite, the one I like to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, just, now I, like I could buy bowling balls from a guy down the street. Remember when Twitter just dropped a little TV on the left? <laughs> they just try nobody a even thing. remembers anymore. When they try a thing, it's a funny because they see, sit there and they put the metrics in so they could see how it goes. Oh yeah, no. But for people, it's like how the hell and am I like, shopping for like, bowling pins? I'm now? like, oh, let me go to Twitter.com website here on my my computer at work, and then on the left, I'm like, wow, girls lacrosse. That's it. Really surprised. <laughs> I never expected to watch 10 minutes of Bloomberg TV on girls lacrosse. I wonder what's oh, happening God. there. And then one day it's gone. One day, day it's gone. One day Twitter is a, yeah. is a there's broadcast gotta be, TV network. There, there's got to be a name for that where you essentially mm. you ship a thing. Yeah. You know, you don't really tell anyone. You see how it goes. And then if it doesn't go well, you just get rid of it. Don't talk about it too much. Well, we've made some changes in our video strategy here at Twitter. PR, like, you know, tells someone at Reuters News. It's very odd. It's very odd. <laughs> well, it's, it's just it's, so freaking weird, especially with Twitter. Yeah, like, I think at that scale, you do that, right? You try the thing. Or you, yeah, or you roll it out to small groups. There's yeah. all sorts of things happening. Like, you know, people roll things out to like New Zealand. That's a known thing, right? Like app builders yeah. can push it out to a region. So That's you right. can push your app to New Zealand. If anything is disastrous, then you can keep going. I mean, what happens if it's New Zealand? I mean, it's, like, it's, there's like it's, 11 yeah. people and yeah, nine exactly. sheep. Exactly, and right? four hobbits. It's yeah. not, that, not that big a deal. Okay, so let's summarize. I think, you know, this was really kind of guidance for product, but really I think it applies to everybody. The buffet challenge, right? Requirements just piled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. How you head those off without making people feel like they're being ignored is really hard. How do you tell people that we're going to get something out now and learn a little bit and then get to your thing? Because I know your thing is necessary. Because sometimes they do have the business person who's like, no, you're going to put it in now. You, you know, know, the real lesson here, though, ultimately, every single one of these is different. Everybody will tell you there's one answer. You know, they'll be like, oh, you should be more agile or designers. You should use these tools to communicate your ideas. Hey, product managers, it's like, no, you need deadlines and you sit there with people and you listen to them and you listen plan to, the event. You listen, yeah, <laughs> you plan the event. You get a big clock that counts down. Yeah. And you say, let's get this done. Yeah. And then you say, well, I know you're going on vacation. Can you just get everything organized so that, you know, Sally can pick it up when you go? Yeah. It just, it's just that every single day. Yeah. I mean, for me, more and more, it's human management as much as it is product management. Just nothing so. happens without all of that. Yeah. If you think that you can set things up on a path, tell the client what's going to happen, put a Google Calendar date in. Yeah. And tell everybody how to get their stuff done and then just check in with like a, you know, a stand up every week. It's going to fall apart in the 50,000 little pieces. Yes. You got to sit there and go like, how's this going to break? Oh, OK. Well, you know what? Dave can be a pain, but I should go over there and talk to him. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going to really want to have his opinion. And then yeah. you go listen, you write it down. A lot of writing. A lot of writing, a lot of Google that Docs. Notepad. That Google Doc by the end of the project usually yeah. looks like something that's been through World War II. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got the designers and the engineers who want to make it better and want to rewrite it and want to keep doing the thing. And that's hard too, right? Like you're trying to also tell people you're not compromising your craft. We're just going to go out and learn and keep going. And uh, you got to be careful. And then the last bit there is that when the entrepreneurs and leaders who are truly quality focused go away and build their next thing and are like, I'm going to get it right this time. It has an incredibly strong tendency not to ship. 
you can keep doing it, right? I just watched the documentary about General Magic mm-hmm. and how they spun for like four years. That's right. Before Look, a product came Steve out. Steve Jobs, they, had, they finally yelled at him because he kept repainting equipment on the factory floor and next. Like he was just like, I need that robot to, to look better. That's There's a lot going on there. Right. There is, right? Like yeah. he was doing it right. I mean, yeah. they were they managed to extract an amazing business out of next and turn it into the future of Apple. But yeah, but yeah General Magic is a good example that the palm-sized organizer space for years and years. Like it's just every Everybody had trying to get it perfect, yeah. and especially because it was a consumer product, and there was no way to update it. And then it would hit the market, and it would often hit late, and people would go like, eh, "Okay." There's something pretty glorious about the solo app person who just yeah. makes sells it for three bucks. Because th- this whole podcast is about people, is about interacting with people and negotiating with people, and not making people feel like shit as you're trying to move a thing along. Yep. But you know, there are those. You're doing it yourself. You want to take another month? Fine. You don't? Fine. You, it's you. And you're going to design it and you're going to create a little icon for it and you're going to put it up in the store for $3. And all of that goes away. But obviously to build things at a real scale and, and that are big and ambitious, you need more than one person. And this is about people. The right thing is easy. Unfortunately, people are involved. I don't know who said that either. Maybe um, it was your, you. Maybe it was your law professor. Paul, this stuff's hard. This stuff is really hard, but you know, software is amazing. I mean, once it goes out, I mean, we've had a bunch of lab projects that came out uh, of Coastlight. I love using software and not thinking about what goes into making it. But also when it goes out, it's sad. We know there's there's flaws and we know there's things we would have wanted to do. We have this thing called Tiny Sheet. It's this little 10 by 2 spreadsheet that just does some quick calculations. It's really cool. It's great. And then as soon as it went out, we were using it and we're using it actively and they're like, we need to do those five things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's real. It never really ends, but it's still great. When it goes out and people you see people using it, it's um, fun. It's, it's really fun. You can check out all the stuff we've done in the labs, by the way. That's true. Um, Just go uh, to postlight.com and poke around. You'll find everything you need. Yes. And we'd love to talk to you about this stuff. Hello at postlight.com. That's the way to reach out to us. Hello at postlight.com. Email. We love it. Thanks. Have a great week, everyone. All right. We'll talk soon.